And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed It Man. Uh, sorry for delay, guys. So we're going to get right into it. We got a good episode today. We're going to talk about the Wu fraud case. <laughs> Man, we got a lot to cover. This one's going to be funny. Let's get into it. Move over, Denzel. Okay, guys. I used to be a special agent on Lynch Investigations. This is the arrest paperwork. Okay, so here is the booking uh cases that i did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking those are like two crimes that i'm very good agent very strong agent i did a lot of big cases i've done title three intercepts which is basically listening to phones i've written hundreds of affidavits to arrest people i've done uh i've been a grand jury and testified a million times i've done big cases uh i've done hey what's up guys welcome back to fed it man uh we're back after two weeks of being off <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done an episode for a minute, man. Last episode I did was the um, the case uh, for our boy um, Hanson, aka the spy for that used to work for the FBI that was giving away secrets to the Russians, aka the former Soviet Union uh, from the '80s all the way. But that episode is back up, guys. Um, it got taken down because of some like copyright stuff, and then now it's back up. So I put it back up. So it's it's there, guys. Go check it out. Um, but we're back, man. As you guys know, and uh, we we got hit with like a strike. Um, you know, we got a lot of haters that, you know, spam report us every now and then. And, uh, you know, ho- luckily we were able to, you know, get that stuff handled and we're good now. All the channels are in good standing. Uh, this channel actually just got recently verified as well. So another Don DeMarco for that one. Um, because uh, uh, the main channels are, are ver- the main channels are verified. So, you know, obviously between this channel, Fed at 1811 and then Freshman CEO, we're able to get them verified because, you know, people know who we are and stuff like that. So it was great. Um, thank you guys for the camera. As you're saying, uh, nice camera. I just switched the lighting up. I think the lighting is what makes it uh, better. Same camera, but better lighting this time. So thank you guys for the support. Like I said, we always invest back into the studio. Um, uh, we had a chat up before, right? Can you put that, pull that one back up? I got uh, Portland helping me out here. She don't want to be on camera, so it's all good. Uh, Cardi Bands, five bucks. Got to do the Dirk and King Vaughn attempted murder case. I don't have enough information on that one, but I can do it in the future. Again, you guys know I hate state cases, so um, if the info comes out, I'll do it. And then also, Candace M, 10 bucks. We can't do Sundays without Fed 1811. It feels so good to be back. Yes, we are back, guys. So thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it greatly. Um, and then what other announcements here? I wrote some of these announcements down real quick. I just want to make sure I don't forget anything. Um, guys, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash freshfit. Um, because as you guys know, at this point, we can get canceled anytime, guys. Like, you, we got people spam reporting us, hating, all this other stuff. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Someone said, who's Portland? Don't worry about it. You guys might see her tomorrow. I don't know. But um, but she's in the back helping me out right now. Um, but, yeah, guys, you never know. Uh, DMs on demand is going to come back out, guys. So the link, I'm going to put it in the description if you guys want to get on that list. Um, get 100 bucks off. And then, uh, yeah, so without further ado, bro, bro guys, uh, let's just get into it. Only thing I need from you guys right now that I want you all to do is go ahead and like the video, subscribe to the channel. As you guys know, on this channel, we break down criminal cases. We're not going to be talking too much about chicks on this one, but we are going to talk about some self-snitching, goddammit. So, uh, yeah, they're saying, yo, let me see Portland. Hey, man, she don't want to go on camera, guys, so it is what it is. So, all right, so uh, who is the woo? You guys are probably wondering, like, what the hell is this? And Okay, fed it Twitch, hold on real quick. Um, fed it on Twitch from Cardi Bantz. I'm going to keep it on YouTube right now just to keep it nice and simple. But uh, probably once I hit 100K, then I'll start uh, expanding to Twitch. And then we got uh, Roy Barnes, five bucks. Myron, I used to read receipts. Uh, I use read receipts, but I had a few business clients get offended and women as well. Do you recommend always having on read receipts for everyone? Um, 
Read receipts is for the girls, guys. So if you know, if you want, you could carry, you know, a one phone for business and the one for, you know, uh womanizing, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for the support. So without further ado, guys, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode, guys, we're gonna break down uh the woo fraud case. You guys know a bunch of them got indicted a couple months back uh federally for fraud. They're basically using <laughs> uh benefits for unemployment. And um, yeah, this case is probably one of the funniest ones I've covered. Um, so first, before you guys are probably wondering, like, yo, who the hell are the woo, right? So I'll show you guys real fast. Um so who is the woo? So first and foremost, guys, you know, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. This is, uh, I ain't gonna play it because I know they're gonna hit me with that copyright immediately. But as you guys can see, here we got Pop Smoke. We got Fetty Luciano from GS9. We got uh, Sosa Geek right here. This guy's, um, this is uh, Fabio Foreign's like right-hand man. He was uh, the dude dancing in Big Drip. This right here is uh, Roddy Rebel's brother, aka uh, good friend of, uh, you know, Bobby Schmurda and them. Here's obviously the late great Pop Smoke. I don't know who these dudes are, but these guys are all members of the Wu Gang. Okay, so we could put a face to name, but they became famous, and the name of the song is actually called "Meet the Wu." This, this is a pretty pretty list song. I ain't gonna lie. I like Pop Smoke's older stuff from 2019 before um, he became a little bit more commercial. But you know, if he didn't pass away, guys, back in uh, I think he died 2020 or was it 2019? No, he died in 2020. Uh, I think it was February 19, 2020. Uh, he would have taken over New York, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it's sad, but yeah, this this right here is a banger, guys. Actually, I like the song. Actually, how am I not subscribing? Subscribe, like the video, man. Do the same thing, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and like the goddamn video or show support to your favorite people. Um, so now that you guys know who he is, now let's go over the history um, here so you guys can kind of get familiar with what the Wu is, okay? Um, I can explain it to you, but you know what? We're going to go ahead and go to my boy, uh, Trap Lore Ross, okay, go subscribe to his channel, like this video right now, okay, and we're gonna, uh, he he does a fantastic job of explaining uh, who the Wu and the Cho's are, uh, for some of you guys that might not be aware of Brooklyn Drill, um, and let's just get into it, man. Let me know if the sound is, is good, guys, um, if it echoes or anything like that, give me, uh, let me open this up on this side, actually, um, while I look at the chat over here, um, let me know, guys, if we have any sound issues. Give me ones in the chat if it's good, okay? I'm going to play some of, like, 20, 10, 15 seconds of it. And, yeah, fair use. Shout out to my guy, Trap Laura Ross. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel, guys. And he has another YouTube channel called Trap More Ross. They come together basically to fight each other and to exert dominance of uh, territory within their, their area. Oh, why is this acting? God damn it. This always happens when I... All right, I got ones and twos. Echo? Okay, cool. I think I know what I got to do here. So... Give me one sec, guys. Put this bad boy on Firefox, and it'll probably fix the situation. Give me one sec. Um, see, I was prepared. I knew that they were probably going to hit me with something like that. So, bang. Cool. All right. So, we're going to fast forward it a bit. Boom. Thank you guys so much for the support, man. Don't forget to like the video on your way in. Okay, so now I'm going to share screen again. This should fix the issue. Shout out to my guy, Trap Lord Ross. And even weapons possession. They come together. Give me ones in the chat if, if, it's, uh, if it's good, right? They're basically to fight each other and to exert dominance of uh, territory within their, their areas. Each organization does have its own territory in Brooklyn, 
and the two are basically engaged in a continuous state of warfare. Ever since Pop Smoke burst onto the scene with his booming deep voice, hard drill production, and infectious personality, everyone has been trying to decode the things that he was saying in his songs. And one of the biggest enigmas connected to Pop Smoke is, of course, the Woo. But a lot of fans have been baffled as to exactly what the Woo really is. Well, the Woo actually refers to a New York-based movement closely related to the city's historic gang culture. And of course, wherever there are gangs, there are ops. Like the Bloods and the Crips of LA, or the BDs and the GDs of Chicago, New York's Wu has a mortal enemy who are named the Chu, or Cho, depending on exactly who you're speaking to. But the thing is, the war between the Wu and the Chu isn't quite as simple as the Bloods and Crips beefs of Los Angeles. Because both the Wu and the Chu are actually quite large umbrella organizations composed of many smaller gang sets of various backgrounds. And the two and guys, just so you know, this war has been going on for a very long time between these guys in, in Brooklyn. Um, they used to go by uh, Hood Stars and um, the Wave Gang. All right. And the Wave Gang was the original Woos. And then the uh, Hood Stars was the original Chos. OK. And the Chos guys, you know, that's, you know, your 22 G's, Coach the Ghosts, etc. cetera. Uh, gangster Disciples. All right. And then you got your Woos, which are um, an alliance of Bloods and Crips, okay, um, and the Woos, and they, they basically align to fight the Chos, all right? So New York is a lot different when it comes to gang culture than L.A. And in New York, they work a lot with each other, and they have the, they, they have alliances under umbrellas versus like, oh, we're all Bloods, we're Crips, we have issues, blah, blah, blah. Like in New York, it's, it's different, you know what I'm saying? And, and that came from the prison system out in Staten Island. I broke this down on one of my other episodes with um, Casanova, where I broke down how the Bloods originally started, which was on Rikers Island, okay? And then that's how it, it originated, obviously, in L.A., but it got into New York through the prison system, and then, bang, it leaked back out into the streets, all right? Street gangs that I'm referring to in this case are called Wu and Cho. They're actually umbrella groups. Each consists of a number of other loosely Shout to Big Mo in the gangs chat. that work together um, to form Wu and Cho. Now, these gangs have grown and evolved throughout New York City over the past few decades. And because there's been so much inter-gang mingling and overlap, learning about the history of the Wu and the Chu can be pretty damn confusing. So let's begin by taking a closer look at the Wu and how they got started. Apparently, the core base of the Wu, as they are known today, evolved from allies and members of a much earlier New York-based crew called the Wave Gang, a crew of New York Gs mainly based in Brownsville with a passing interest in the rap game. In any weather, that's what you call the wave. That's why we're the wave. We're anywhere, anytime, doing anything. We do what we want. In fact, the Wave Gang apparently dates all the way back to as early as 2009 when the likes of Max B were getting their wave on. That is way back in the day. For some of you guys that don't know who Max B is, Max B, guys, was um, a famous... Uh, he was known for writing hooks, ad-libs, you know, like very good with melodies and everything like that. He is a big part. He was a ghostwriter for Jim Jones, okay? And for some of you guys that don't know who Jim Jones is, obviously, Diplomats... Um, he wrote a lot of uh, hooks, was popping back in uh, 2008, 2009-ish. And then uh, I think he went to prison around 2011, 2012 for, for homicide, actually. It was like uh, he got basically a dude got killed that was trying to get robbed at a that was about a, that was getting robbed at a hotel through a chick. And Max was a conspirator on that. So now he's actually in jail um, in New Jersey. 
uh, for that. But yeah, Max B was the one that was the first one that I knew that was running around saying wavy and all the other stuff. And he was beef with Jim Jones and everything like that because of some money. Some I think there was some money issues. He was the one that came out with, you know, she touched it in Miami. I don't know if you guys remember that. But this is way back in the day, man, back when true religions and shit was tough. <laughs> you know, and the sparkly belts and all that. So um, this was way back in the day, back when Dipset was on top. Max Bigavale. When all that, that shit came from Max being on me, you feel me? Like, we, we came outside, we grew up on that shit. Now, later on, the NYPD's Operation Tidal Wave saw a large amount of the Wave gang members locked up. But don't get it twisted, because while the Wu's origins are rooted in the Wave gang of the 2010s, the Wu, as it is known today, is by no means made up exclusively of Wave gang members. Because as an umbrella organization, the Wu has grown over time to include a diverse mix of both blood and crip sets. The most notable crip member of the Wu is, of course, Pop Smoke, who has frequently claimed affiliation with 092 in his songs, this of course being a crip set from the flossy blocks in Kanasi where Pop hails from. In fact, way before he even blew up, there's an old vlog of Pop Smoke on his block, excruciatingly trying to explain his affiliation with the 092 crips, and the Wu at the same time trying not to incriminate himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Anytime these dudes ask about gang affiliations or whatever, bro, like, Hey, anyone out there that's a musician, a rapper, whatever it may be, I'm going to give y'all some game right now, bro. Okay, listen up. If they ask you about gang affiliations or whatever, just don't answer no questions, bro. Don't, I, I don't care. Just don't say nothing. Because the thing is, man, is that as soon as you label yourself as a gang member, it, uh, it allows law enforcement the ability to heighten any type of charges at you. And then if they're going to bring in some kind of conspiracy case or they're going to bring in any type of... um. Uh, how do I say this? Racketeering charges against whatever, like they could come at you with that. And here's the other thing too: a lot of people don't notice. You guys do realize that Six Nine was not actually a member of the Billies. He was not actually a verified blood. He was running with them and everything like that. But the feds charged him as as if he was a member of the gang because he was affiliated. So you got to understand. And in the eyes of the law, people don't understand this. In the eyes of the law, and me being a former federal agent, I could tell you this: we treated treated people that were affiliated or members of the gang the same it don't matter okay because you're committing criminal activity in furtherance of the gang's of the gang's position right to be to get uh status status income uh fear from uh from you know ops whatever it may be so in the eyes of the law in the eyes of the federal government and the eyes of the US attorney's office that's going to prosecute you it doesn't matter if you're an affiliate or a verified gang member. What it really matters is like the hierarchy. So if you're like the top guy, then yeah, obviously they're gonna they're gonna probably name the file title after you, and you're gonna be the main guy that gets most of the time. But as far as like all of you guys getting wrapped up in a RICO case, it don't matter if you're an affiliate or a gang member. So for anyone that is that's a musician or whatever, bro, don't don't claim no gang ties. Just don't do it. It's gonna fuck you up. You know. So uh, so yeah. Uh, Steezathon, five bucks. Max B gets out this year. One sentence reduction. Oh, you, you know what? I I did. I I know that he did definitely appeal. But here's the thing with him. I think he went to trial. So I'm surprised that he's getting out because he's been in for a long ass time. So, okay, that's good shit. Shout out to him, man. He he's gonna definitely um, you know, he, he's he's definitely gonna you know have some work when he comes back out. When niggas be saying woo, they talk about y'all niggas. Let's talk about the whole. Let's let's let me let me tell you See, that's not not good. Listen, 
Oh, well, off that alone, if I was building a case, right? Let, let's go into a dream world, right? Because I used to do these kind of cases, right? So if I'm building a case, right, a, a, a federal case, a racketeering case, I could pretty much now, I could put him in the organization. I could pretty much say, all right, look, I got this video right here. Self-admitted, self documented gang member of the 092 Crip set of uh, under the Wu organization. Bang. That's it. And here's the thing, too. When it comes to racketeering and proving that you're a member of a gang, all they got to establish is that it's a criminal organization of more than, you know, Two people, y'all are conspiring to commit crimes and further into the gang. Obviously, with, it, with being a crip, that's a national gang. Everybody knows it, so it's going to be easy to get a, get approved uh, as a RICO investigation done. And then when you when you go under RICO federally, there's uh, you, you know stiffer penalties. Uh, you're going to get hit with more time because you're going to get enhancements. It's just uh, it's a it's a bad look, man. Like when it comes to uh, defending a uh, defending a gang case. And not only that, I'm identifying everybody in in that pic, in that video with him. You know what I'm saying? And of course, who can forget Bobby Schmurder's GS9 or G Stone 90 Crips? So they got hit with a state case. They didn't get hit with a federal case, which is why Bobby and them are out right now. Uh, Bobby, I think, did like they went in in like 2014. He got out recently. Rowdy Rebel Autumn. So. Um, yeah, see, look, boom, Rowdy Rebel. Here's Bobby Schmurter right here. Uh, and th what they don't, uh, the state, right? The state went after them on, on, on RICO ca cases as well. But if they had uh, gotten federally indicted on a RICO, they would still be in prison right now, I promise you. Especially since they didn't talk, they would they would be in prison right now. Also known to rep it under the umbrella of the Woo. So there's a kind of very vague introduction to the Woo, their origins in the Wave Gang, and their affiliation with numerous smaller sets of the Crips and Bloods. So how about we take a look at their close rivals, the Chew, and see how they got going. Much like the early days of the Woo was born out of alliances with the early street crew Wave Gang, the early days of the Chew saw a close association with another New York-based street gang called the Hoodstars, another set of New York-based gangbangers who seem to have aspirations in the rap game. In fact, all right. So now he's going to explain uh, the GDs, right? So, so now you guys know who the Wu is, right? Uh, they're basically an umbrella organization composed of um, Crips, Bloods, and some renegade GDs that don't fuck with the Chos, okay? There are some GDs in there as well. Um, so shout out to my man. And guys, don't forget to subscribe to my boy, Trap Lord Ross. Uh, like his videos, right? He has another video called, uh, another channel called Trap More Ross. Uh, he covers a lot of uh, great content and hip hop. Um, and yeah, go check him out, man. Good. He, he was actually on our podcast as well. We had him on, on a regular oh, for a one-on-one -on -one interview and we did him, uh, an after hour show on our main channel, Fresh and Fit. Go ahead and search just Trap Lord Ross and Fresh and Fit and you'll see it right there. Great, great collab. Um, and he's out there in the UK. Okay. Uh, also a big fan of drill rap, as you guys know, I am as well. So, okay, let me hit stop share. All right. So Woosagony, you guys are hilarious, bro. So now that we know, right, who the Woos are, Let's go ahead and get a quick little overview on the scheme, okay? Um, and actually, you know what I'll also do is I'll pull up the Department of Justice. Um, the Department of Justice. And just so you guys know, too, by the way, just so y'all know how to, like, um, and I'll, uh, let me share the screen so I can teach you guys how to do this. Because I tell you guys all the time how to, like, get the best, um, how to get the real press releases, right? Like, that isn't BS or anything like that. So if you just type in right here, right, we're going to go Google. Teach y'all how to do this real fast, right? Google, as I break one of my keys on my computer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I literally broke a key. Okay. Um, 
So we're going to go, whoa, gang. DOJ, uh, right? Comes right up. Members and associates of the Brooklyn-based Wu Gang, right? So this is a, the actual official press release, guys. It's always, look, justice.gov, okay? And this is the out of the Eastern District of New York. This is where Brooklyn actually is covered under. Um, United States Attorney's Office. This is federal, okay? Department of Justice, United States Attorney's Office, right? Eastern District of New York. 11 members and associates of the Brooklyn Wu Gang. Actually, let me enlarge this for you real quick. Okay. Of the Wu Gang charged with multi-million dollar COVID-19 unemployment insurance fraud, the defense allegedly obtained $4.3 million by submitting fraudulent claims for unemployment insurance using hundreds of stolen identities. A criminal complaint was unsealed today in federal court in Brooklyn, charging Romain Brown, Tyreek, basically it was 11 of them, right, uh, with conspiracy to commit access. To, I'm just going to refer to it, guys, as Brown et al., okay, because that's the name of the case anyway. It's Brown et al., which means it's, uh, I think it's Latin for and all others, okay? Latin or, is it Latin? I don't know. All right, look it up real fast for me. I think it's Latin. Um, okay. With conspiracy to commit access device fraud and aggravated identity theft in connection with a scheme to obtain millions of dollars in unemployment insurance benefits funded in whole or in part by COVID-19 pandemic assistance programs. Eight defendants were arrested this morning in New York City and will make their initial appearances this afternoon before United States Magistrate Judge San Kit J. Bolsara. Bolsara. Hayward was arrested in Delaware and will make his initial appearance this afternoon in federal court in Wilmington. Brown was arrested in California and will make his initial appearance this afternoon in federal court in Los Angeles. Oliver remains at large. So you guys are probably wondering what's an initial appearance. Initial appearance, guys, real quick. That's when you get arrested by the feds. They bring you in in front of a judge and the judge reads you your rights. Uh, he reads your rights, right? First, like, hey, the Miranda warnings, right? Ha, ha, ha. Joke time. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells them, hey, you're here today because you've been charged in a criminal complaint for such and such. Or you're here today because you were charged on an indictment referring such and such. Okay? So, Breon Peace, United States Attorney for the uh, Eastern District of New York, uh, Jonathan Malone, Special Agent in Charge, U.S. Department of Labor, Office of Inspector General, New York Regional Office, DOL, OIG and Kichan El Sewell, Commissioner of New York Police Department, announced arrest and charges. Okay, so this was a big red flag right here, all right? When I saw that the Department of Labor did this case, I was like, oh, that's that's rare. Um, because, guys, the Department of Labor, uh, OIG, is a very small agency, okay? So uh, let me show y'all real quick who these guys are. And you know what? I'm just going to, uh, instead of doing that, yeah, it's going to make it easier. All right. What was that? It is Latin. It is Latin? Yeah. Okay. It is Latin. You have anything else you want to tell the people? No. No? Okay. She's shy, guys. Anyway, so uh, so here we go. This is the Department of Labor, okay? Office of Inspector General. And I've, and I've explained before what the uh, Office of Inspector General is, but real quick, guys. U.S. Department of Labor, Office of Inspector General, DOL, OIG, is one of the Inspector General offices uh, created by the Inspector General Act of 1978. The Inspector General for the Department of Labor is charged with investigating and aud auditing department programs to combat waste, fraud, and abuse. The OIG at the DOL conducts audits to review the effectiveness, efficiency, economy, and integrity of all DOL programs and operations, including those performed by its contractors and grantees. This work is conducted in order to determine whether the programs and operations are in compliance with the applicable laws and regulations. DOL resources are efficiently and economically being utilized, and DOL programs achieve their intended results. Okay, so not giving money to gang members to flex on Instagram, which we're going to see here in a second. Uh, <laughs> the OIG also conducts criminal, civil, and administrative investigations into alleged violations of federal laws relating to DOL programs, operations, and personnel. In addition, the OIG conducts criminal investigations to combat the influence of labor racketeering and organized crime in the nation's labor unions in three areas, employee benefit plans, labor management relations, and internal union affairs. The OIG also works with other law enforcement 
partners on human trafficking matters. So, because the Department of Labor, right? So basically, guys, for them to, these guys don't do, like a lot of what they do, guys, is like auditing, making sure people don't use uh, waste, fraud, and abuse. They don't do criminal investigations like that. Like they're a fairly small agency. So the fact that they did this, I already knew. I was like, oh, damn, they've been watching these guys for a while because these guys don't make arrests like that. But obviously with the influx of fraud, thanks to COVID-19, these guys have been actually been pretty busy. All right. And just so y'all know, Office of Inspector General, like a lot of the times, most of their investigations are internal. So what I mean by that is like, let's say hypothetically speaking, right? I'm a dirty uh, DHS. I'm a dirty border patrol agent. Right. And I'm like allowing drugs to be moved through the border. Right. What's going to happen is um, not only is the FBI going to be investigate right for public corruption, but the uh, Department of Homeland Security Office of Inspector General is also going to be involved in the case, okay? So they do a lot of internal investigations that are criminal against employees, okay? And um, uh, OIGs typically almost always work hand-in-hand hand with the FBI when it comes to public corruption going after employees, okay? Um, and, I'll t and I'll do a case with y'all one time. I actually did a case with Department of Homeland Security uh, Office of Inspector General. We arrested a Border Patrol agent uh, a couple years back, and uh, he was you know, involved with some kitty prawn if you know what i'm saying and i'll and i'll break that case down for y'all one day um and because i got so many stories to tell you guys of like prior cases that i did um but i'll 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 save that for another day that that one's a very long story that was the probably the closest i ever came to shooting someone but um that's that's another day that, that's for another day so anyway this is what the oig does guys okay so most of their investigations are internal on employees but the fact that they did an external investigation is is fairly rare and um, they did it on a gang because they were using benefits that um, the Department of Labor oversees. All right. So now that y'all understand, let's go back to the press release. And also it was a Department of Labor and then uh, NYPD that did the case. As alleged defendants conspired to steal millions of dollars of pandemic related unemployment assistance and then brazenly flaunted the proceeds of their crimes on social media, state of the United States attorney peace. These government programs are designed to provide financial assistance to those who are most in need during an unprecedented pandemic. This office and law enforcement partners will vigorously prosecute gang members and anyone else that exploits pandemic and steals from taxpayer funded programs. Okay. And remember guys, remember what I told y'all before, if you want to see who is the lead agency on any case, right? The U S attorney's office is always going to do the first statement. And then the second, right? The, the first law enforcement agency that get, that gives their statement, that is the lead agency. So in this case, right? Cause normally, right. It's, it's easy, right? Cause you see, Oh, DOL, um, and NYPD, they're the federal agency, so they were the lead. But there's a lot of times where you do, a, you look at these press releases, and there's like ten agencies involved, and you want to know, well, who was the main agency that did the case? Because there's always one lead agency. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. Um, they'll lie and say, oh no, it was a joint investigation. No, there's always one lead uh, investigative agency. Okay, and the way to tell, right? Because they'll never admit it in the press releases. The way to tell which main, which agency was the lead was the first law enforcement officer that gives their um, statement in the DOJ press release. That's why I tell you all, all the time, always go to the DOJ press release if you want to get the real sauce. It's going to be the lead agency, okay? And then everyone after that is going to be an agency that assisted in the investigation. And then also another way to tell who the lead agency is, who was the affiant on the criminal complaint, okay? That's another way to tell as well, which we're going to go through the criminal complaint. I have it here as well, okay? Um, let's see here. So these are the defendants, guys. And then, you know, they go in and they give their stuff. Uh, and we're going to read some of this in the complaint, so there's no need to repeat it. But these are the guys, all 21, 20, 21, 22, 20, 20, uh, 22, 21. All these guys are young as hell, man. 23 was the oldest. Romain Brown, who's the main guy. 
Okay, because he the file title was named after him. All right, so he was probably the main guy. Here's their complaint. You can download it, and then there's the topics, etc. So there we go. Right. So we're gonna have a little bit of fun and read through the criminal complaint as well. And I got a video to share with y'all that also, um, you know, summarizes a lot of this stuff. But guys, go ahead and do me a favor and like the video. There's 913 of y'all in here. You guys could be anywhere else in the world, but you guys are here with me. So thank you so much for the support. So uh, let's see here. Do we have any uh, chats that came through? No? no? Okay, cool. All right. So let's keep rolling here. Thank you guys so much for the support, by the way. All right. So now I'm going to go ahead and pull up the um, the criminal complaint for y'all. I have it right here. All right. So as you guys know, I think I've, I've broken down so many criminal complaints here, but for some of you guys that are new, a criminal complaint, guys, is an affidavit written by a special agent that is used to basically in support of getting an arrest warrant for an individual. Okay. So in this case, um, and, and they're written in many different ways, but there's basically a standard way of writing them, right? Which, you know, has the I love me paragraph and everything else that I've discussed before. But let me enlarge this for y'all real fast. All right, United States District Court, East District of New York, United States of America against, you know, Brown et al. All right, 18 U.S.C. 1028 and uh, 1029 B2, okay, which, um, real quick, this is the indictment right here. So the, do they have the charges here? God damn it. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about it. It's basically fraud, guys, is what it is here. You know what? Actually, here we go. Bam. I got y'all. Here are the charges, right? Um. United States Code Section 1349 and uh, 355, mail and wire fraud conspiracy, conspiracy to commit access device fraud, uh, access device fraud, and then um, aggravated identity theft. So these are the main charges that they're getting hit with. Um, yeah, 1349 is mail fraud. Guys, this is probably one of the easiest charges to prove right here. This is like the bread and butter. You guys want to talk about, you know, how the feds uh, get you on like uh, fraud? This right here is the, the easiest charge to prove because all I have to prove is that like you lied. And then you use like some kind of internet device or the mail or whatever it is. And then bam, mail fraud slash wire fraud. Easiest charge is pretty much what the feds, it's like a bread and butter charge for a lot of feds to charge um, when it comes to fraud. It's like the, the foundational charge for a lot of fraud cases. All right. So, okay. So, and this, just so y'all know, this is Pacer. Um, uh, and this is from the Eastern District of New York, right? And this is the case number right here. This is Eastern District of New York, which covers Brooklyn. Remember guys, not to be confused with the Southern District of New York, which covers Manhattan. All right. This is the judge. This is Romain Brown, and pretty much all of them got hit with the same charges you guys can see, right? Conspiracy to commit, blah, 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 and there's 11 of these defendants, okay? All right, so now that we got that handled. Yo, do me some, yo, if you guys are enjoying this, man, give me some flame emojis in the chat. Ain't nobody breaking down court documents like this, okay? Give me some flame emojis in the chat if you guys are enjoying the show, all right? While I get, go ahead and get, uh, make sure I didn't miss anybody here. Thank you guys so much for the support, by the way. Like the video. And we got 995 of y'all in here. We're about to hit 1,000. And we're for some of you guys that just joined us, quick little recap, okay? So recap, we went over um, who the Wu is. We went over Pop Smoke. We went over um, how the gangs operate. We under we broke down uh, what the Wu is, how they came into formation, um, and you know who they're beefing with, with the Chos, etc. For purposes of today's show, we're not going to go into like the beef between the Wu's and the Chos, um, you know, too, too deep um, because it's not really relevant to today's topic. But today's topic is we're going to cover 11 of them getting indicted for fraud. And, yeah, I hope y'all got your popcorn ready because there's going to be some pretty egregious self-snitching here. All right. OK, so now that we know what the charts are, 
James Woods being duly sworn to pose in the state that he is a special agent with the uh, DOL Office of Inspector General, uh, General, right? So guys, Department of Labor, DOL, a.k.a. OIG. That's how I'm going to refer to it for the rest of the show, all right? Duly appointed according to law and, and acting as such. So remember, guys, the special agent that did this case, a.k.a. James Woods, is the one that wrote this affidavit. Well, yeah, I'm just going to say he wrote this affidavit, all right? In or about March 20th, and October 2021, as you guys remember, that's when the pandemic started was March 2020, right? Most, most of the United States was starting to get shut down at that point. Within the Eastern District of New York and elsewhere, the defendants, Romain Brown, right? And I'm just going to say at all, together with others, others did knowingly and with intent to defraud conspire to use and affect transactions with one or more unauthorized access devices issued to one or more other persons to wit the debit cards and social security numbers in a manner affecting interstate commerce and by such conduct obtained and received payments and things of value ag aggregating 1,000 or more during any one-year period contrary to Title 18 United States Code 1029 and 1029A5. Enter about March 2020 and October 20... Okay, uh, these are the other... Okay, so these are the other charges, okay? So we'll skip that real quick. So... Remember, what did I always tell you guys? The first paragraph of a criminal complaint, right? The agent introduces himself. I'm a special agent, uh, a special agent with the U.S. DOL OIG and have been since 2006. As part of my work with DOL OIG, I investigate, among other offenses, unemployment, insurance fraud, and identity theft offenses. I'm familiar with the facts and circumstances set forth below from my participation in this investigation, my review of the investigative file. So this is the case agent right here, okay? Which means he's the guy that's running the case. Uh, including the defendant's criminal history records and from reports of other law enforcement officers involved in the investigation. The New York State Unemployment System and Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. So first, he's going to explain to y'all how it works, okay, so that you will understand the rest of the document. The U.S. Social Security Act uh, established a federal and state unemployment insurance, UI, uh, system designed to provide uh, benefits to unemployed people. Each state administers a separate uh, unemployment insurance program with guidelines established by federal law. The United States Department of Labor exercises general oversight over the UI. In New York, the New York State Department of Labor, NYDOL, operates the unemployment system and distributes UI benefits through the New York State Unemployment Insurance Fund. Okay? So, real quick, what the hell did he say there in English? Okay? What he's saying is that there is unemployment insurance and benefits, right, that is pretty much run by the Department of Labor, but each state has their own version of it, okay? But regardless, it's all federal money. So, you know, uh, the Department of Labor has oversight over all the state programs, okay? So you got Department of Labor up top, and then right underneath them, you got the New York State uh, Department of Labor, all right? And for all my international people out there, federal versus state, okay? On March 13, 2020, the President of the United States declared that the ongoing coronavirus pandemic was of sufficient severity and magnitude to warrant an emergency declaration for all states, tribes, and territories and the District of Columbia pursuant to Section 501 of the Robert T. Stafford Disaster Relief and Emergency uh, Assistance Act. Okay? On March 18, 2020, the President of the United States, a.k.a. our boy Donald Trump, right, signed the Families First Coronavirus Act uh, into law. The act provided additional flexibility for state UI agencies unemployment insurance, and additional administrative funding to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, so he's explaining how these benefits came into place in the first place, right? On, October, on March 27, 2020, the Coronavirus Relief and Economic Security CARES Act was also was signed into law and expanded the state's ability to provide unemployment insurance for many workers impacted by COVID-19, including for workers not ordinarily eligible for UI benefits. The CARES Act created several new programs, including pandemic assistance, pandemic unemployment assistance, and federal pandemic unemployment compensation, okay? 
POA provided for up to 39 weeks of benefits to individuals who are self-employed seeking part-time employment or who otherwise would not qualify for regular UI or extended benefits under the state or federal law or pandemic emergency unemployment compensation under Section 2101. So, okay, let's go ahead and just put this all into English for y'all, all right? Um, there's a bunch of different programs, okay, being funded by the government, both state and federal, that uh, basically allows a large demographic of people to benefit, all right? So there's different umbrellas that they can use to withdraw money from, all right? I think that's for purposes of not getting too complex here and confusing you guys. Um, basically, there's, a, there's one big umbrella that allows guys to get money from which, but underneath this big umbrella, there's different types of smaller umbrellas uh, depending on what demographic you fit under, okay? And what he's doing right now is he's explaining all the different types of benefits um, and programs out there to give some relief to people thanks to the pandemic, okay? Can we pull that chat up one more time? I'll read it real fast. Uh, Cardi Bands, five bucks flame emojis. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I'm putting this in English for y'all. Uh, okay, let's see here. Um, all right, so we'll skip all this so I don't put you guys to sleep. See, he's he's delineating, you know, all the, uh, you know, all the amount of, you know, FEMA, uh, COVID-19, 300 per week, blah, 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 okay? And then he's talking about how the, the president signed all these different acts into, into, um, into law, okay? So now that we know all the different, you know, benefits and perks out there for people, let's get into the scheme that these guys were using, all right? As described below, I have probable cause to believe that Romain Brown, okay, are all members or associates of the Wu Street Gang, which is based in Brooklyn, New York. And I broke down to y'all who the Wu Gang is, right? Shout out to our boy Trap Lil Ross for that. In or about and between March 2020 and October 21, the defendants, together with others, submitted and caused to be submitted nearly 1,000 fraudulent claims to the New York State Department of Labor for benefits using the personal identifying information PII, including names, dates of birth, and social security numbers of real individuals, the victims whose identities are known to your deponent, okay? So basically they used fake identifying information to get benefits from the state of New York, okay? And get um, basically pandemic relief programs using fake, they applied for benefits to the state under false identities. Using the victim's PII, the defendants, together with others created or caused to be created fraudulent New York State Department of Labor uh, unemployment insurance benefits accounts in the victim's names and thereby cause New York Department of State to load benefits funds into key bank debit cards in the names of victims. The addresses associated with the accounts, which were provided by the defendants and their co-conspirators, were not the victim's true addresses, but were instead addresses controlled by the defendants and their co-conspirators, including residences of the defendants located in the Eastern District of New York and elsewhere. Therefore, key bank sent debit cards in the victim's names via the United States mail to defendants and their co-conspirators rather than the victims. Holy! And that right there, my friends, is why it's federal, because they were using the mail system and the internet, which affects interstate commerce, to conduct their fraudulent scheme. And this is how the feds guys get jurisdiction a lot of the times on certain types of crimes, because as long as they can prove it affects interstate commerce, guess what, my friend? <laughs> You now have just went into federal territory. Uh, Cirque V94, glad to see the fetish stream. You still got to make the fitness videos to lose weight. I might start um, incorporating fitness stuff, guys, into our um, our call-in shows on Fridays. Um, so 
uh, aka our fitness Fridays, because I know a lot of you guys have questions on fitness. So, um, and then doing the pre-recorded fitness videos, like I have a bunch of them from before. But I think it would be more effective if I did a lot for y'all, did like a presentation, maybe one on fat loss, one on building muscle, whatever it may be, and then just answer phone calls um, right there and then so I can give you guys real-time advice. So that's what I'm leaning towards doing in the future. Uh, any other chats? No? Oh, okay. Uh, Cardi Bands, two bucks. Shout out uh, Big Ack, yo. Yes. Uh, Academics was actually here earlier, guys. We were doing some work. Um, I think I might do a show with him later after this one. Uh, we're going to cover a case for his off the record. So uh, shout out to Academics. Um, okay. The defendants, right? Uh, together with others, use key bank debit cards bearing the names of the victims to withdraw U.S. currency from ATM machines located in Eastern District of New York and elsewhere. <laughs> this is going to get really entertaining very soon. Buy one BBL going free five bucks. Someone use my real name and info to illegally get New York State um, all unemployment insurance. They withdrew seven K before the NY State Department of Labor contacted me. LOL. Wonder if it was the woo. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> bro, it probably was them, bro. It probably was. They, 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 they applied for $20 million, but they got $4 million of it. So they applied for $20 million before the feds actually caught on to them. According to the information from the New York Department of Labor, a fraudulent unemployment insurance claims connected to the defendant's fraudulent scheme have been certified as of uh, recently, October 2021. The above described a fraudulent scheme resulted in actual loss of approximately $4,339,475.90 and an intended loss of approximately $20,992,365, which included additional claims filed by the defendants and their co-conspirators that were blocked as fraudulent. Okay, um, and now they're going to go ahead and go, I think, each person, right, as to what they did. <laughs> All right, I got a video for y'all, right, that's pretty entertaining that uh, summarizes a lot of this stuff for y'all. So this comes from infamous Ghost Money. Shout out to him. And I need you guys to go ahead and show him some love as well because this video was very well done. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll also like stop it, you know, in between times, but go ahead, like the video, subscribe, do the same thing for him and also like and subscribe to this channel. Okay, guys. So uh, let's go ahead and have some fun with this. Actually, you know what? I already know. I got to open this bad boy in Firefox. Give me one second. See, they, they, they thought they had me there for a second, but he did a really good job of covering this and it summarizes it really well. Pretty fucking funny. All right. And here we go. Woo back, baby. Woo! Like I'm Ric Flair. <laughs> 11 members and associates of the Brooklyn-based Woo Gang charged with multi-million dollar COVID-19 unemployment insurance fraud. The defendants allegedly obtained $4.3 by submitting fraudulent claims for unemployment insurance using hundreds of stolen identities. Woo! What's good, YouTube? It's your boy, Infamous Ghost Money. And today, we're going to take a look into this complaint that was recently filed against several alleged Brooklyn Wu gang members who was running up New York State unemployment fraud. We are going to look into how exactly they did it. And of course... All right, so this is a bunch of them. And this is actually in the complaint as well, guys. Um, and I'm going to show you a better picture of this where the feds were actually able to... Because this criminal complaint, guys, has a bunch of pictures on these guys. And um, so here we go real fast. Here's a high, uh, a better quality version of it. Here we go. Smith, here's John Pierre right here. Smith, 
Topi, look at him. He's dropping the rakes. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Um, here's another one. Uh, Olivier, James. Okay. Dormanville, right here. And then Hayward, right here, right? And they were able to identify these guys by tattoos, you know, faces, and other things as well. And and you, uh, some you, okay. So I know you guys are probably wondering what is this right here? Dropping rakes. Um, that's a disrespectful gang term uh, to basically disrespect the gangster disciples. As you guys know, the gangster disciples, their gang sign is you know throwing the rakes up. Okay, so when you throw them down, right? This is what they normally do, right? This is the GD thing. This is drop. This is uh, putting the rakes up or up like this, right? And my fingers are trash. Okay, yeah, this is throwing up the rakes this way. Or this way. So when these guys put it down, right, it's a disrespectful basically saying uh, rakes down or GDK, gangster disciple killer. Um, yeah, very disrespectful. As you guys know, there's a war in Brooklyn right now going on between the Woos and Cho's. And this is a very common thing that they do. Look, he's dropping the rakes as well. It looks like he might be as well. And you guys see here, they say free Daffy. Okay. Uh, well, I did some investigating and I know who this guy is. Daffy. I'll show you guys real quick. Just to show you guys how much these dudes hate each other, bro. Here. We're, we're, we're doing a quick little audible for y'all real fast. So they're referring to Daffy Wu, okay? And Daffy Wu, guys, is a... Um, this guy is a... Uh, he's a Wu affiliate. Friend of Pop Smoke before he passed away. Look at this. They're, they're burning a GD fl a black flag, right? I ain't going to play because I know I'm going to get hit with the goddamn copyright. But it's him. This is Daffy Wu right here. All right, guys. And the name of the song is literally called Not Folk. And uh, folk, guys, is a term that the GDs refer to each other. Uh, when they say folk, it's a, a, a gang member that's also GD. And, yeah, guys, this is a violent war going on in Brooklyn right now with that. See, as you can see, Wu. Okay. Let's see here. Um, yep. Uh, not surprised. I ain't gonna lie, this is a tough song though. I like this song, even though I, I listen to 22Gs and all these other guys. I listen to all the all the New York rappers, man. Uh, but here, let's get 1080p. Yeah, basically disrespecting people in in uh, 1080p here, right? Yeah, I know if I play this, I'm probably gonna get hit with the with a copyright. But anyway, he's in jail right now for uh, I think for robbing somebody is what I that's what it is. But that's that's who do, Free Daffy is. Okay, guys, he's been in jail for a long time. He's been in, I think he's been in for like a year right now. So, uh, but this is one of Pop Smoke's guys. He would have probably popped off if he didn't go to jail and Pop was still alive. So rest in peace to him. But this is what's going on in Brooks. So y'all kind of know what's going on. So let's continue on with the video. That's what led to their eventual downfall. And remember, all these charges are allegations. These young men are innocent until proven guilty. And these are posts from their Instagram. Trey underscore woo. <laughs> let's see here if he's still on Instagram. God dang. As you will see, they were going hard in the paint. So remember to hit that like button and also subscribe to the channel so you can catch more of my content on financial fraud and stay one step ahead of these. Like and subscribe, guys. Show support to me and to him. These fraudsters. Fair use. Alright, let's get right into it. Now Alright, so he's gonna give a background on the wolves, which we already discussed. So we'll go forward. Oh, that's Nick Blick right here, a GD rapper who was killed. Um, and there's been deaths on both sides, guys. You know what I'm saying? As you guys know, Pop Smoke was killed in California, right? They were able to trace that back to the Hoovers. Um, and there's been shootings all over Brooklyn, guys, between between these two uh, rival gangs. 
which is why it was so crazy when Possible got killed in, in California, you know, and then Nick Blick got killed in, uh, in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and they, I think they have his killer. They identified him. I don't know if he's in jail yet. And then Nas Blicky got shot in the head a couple of days ago or a couple of days ago. He got shot in the head in late January. And then T.Dot Wu got killed uh, February 1st of this year. And T.Dot Wu, guys, just to show y'all real fast, you guys are going to recognize this dude. Real fast. Uh, I'll show y'all. Because rest in peace to him as well. Give him his flowers real fast. Y'all know who this is. You guys are going to immediately recognize him. I ain't going to play this because I know I'm going to get hit with a copy immediately on this joint too. Here he is. Axel Beats, which is a famous uh, UK. Uh, see, there's Sosa Geek. He was in the music video with um, Pop Smoke that I showed y'all earlier. Here, if I, even if I played a thing, where's he at, man? He's the one dancing. There he is right here. Here he is. He was the one doing all the dance moves in the music video. So this is Sosa Geek. This is T.Wu. Okay, got killed February 1st in Brooklyn. There he is right there. Rest in peace to him. Uh, he was the one. He's the, he's the one, honestly, like we, when y'all see all that, all that dancing in the background, like, the, you know, all this and all that, you know, with the with the with the spinning and all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he's the one that began hype. He's like five years like main guy. When, he, when five year performs, it began lit because he'd be in the back dancing going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, go check that out um, after after this. But this is who T.Wu is, man. Rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to everybody, bro, that that passed away in this in this, you know, senseless violence, you know, because I listen to both sides, bro. I really do. I listen to both Chope and Wu rappers, but it, it's a war in Brooklyn, man. Between these two guys. That's why that's why they, they throw the rakes down so hard. That's why, you know, these dudes really hate each other. So with that being said, during the peak of the pandemic, this specific group of woos turned their eyes to fast money fraud and their preferred method was New York State unemployment fraud. According to the 51 page indictment between March 2020 and October 2020. He means a criminal complaint, which I showed you all earlier. 21, the defendants submitted nearly 1000 fraudulent unemployment claims using stolen personal information of other individuals. They would then have key bank unemployment cards sent out in the names of these victim individuals to addresses that they were in control of. During the peak of the pandemic, PPP and unemployment fraud were OD taking advantage of. Yeah, guys, as you guys know, everyone was frauding, uh, PPP scamming, all this other shit, man. It was craziness, man. I remember this one dude, <laughs> PPP loan song fraud. This dude right here was like one of the people that set it off, bro. Uh, where is he at, man? There was that music video. Someone, someone in the chat, help me out here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. PPP loan. He got arrested for for making a whole song about PPP loan fraud. Uh, he's the door open. Nah, it was EDD. Was this it? Yeah, I think this was it right here. <laughs> I think it was this joy right here, bro. This this guy right here. If I'm not mistaken, somebody somebody correct me if I'm wrong, man. Yeah, these guys were getting all kinds of money, and he went to jail for this joint. Uh, I just got rich off EDD, bought some dumb shit I didn't need, wrapped all about all my felonies. Now I'm in jail for eternity. <laughs> yeah, I think this was him. I, th I, th I think this was the dude. Yo. <laughs> Yo. So yeah, man, scamming and frauding is definitely on the rise, guys. But yeah, I remember this dude went to jail for the shit. Uh and uh yeah. Anyway, let's continue on. 
of due to fraudsters figuring out how simple it was to use stolen or synthetic information to fraudulently obtain these funds that were intended for people in need once they got these cards in mass they would go to various atms daily and withdraw thousands of dollars in this case they applied for over 20 million in unemployment funds and successfully and that's what we were just talking about they they successfully got 4.3 but they applied for 20 mil obtained over four million dollars sheesh i guess the sauce was out and they released the music video okay guys you guys can see that's that they um that picture that i showed y'all earlier was after shooting this music video it's called trapping okay which 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 Oregon, can you grab me some popcorn real quick? Because this shit's about to get funny. <laughs> yes. Within the woo click on how simple this method was, and boy, oh boy, did they exploit it over and as y'all can see, the free Doffy shirts right there in the back. Over and over again. They would acquire the full profile information of various individuals from underground fraud networks on Telegram and the dark web at the low ski. I'm talking about a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars a pop. Telegram conversations were found in their phones showing how they purchased these profiles on a regular basis. Yo, bro, I need New York pros <laughs> with a DL ASAP. It's 150, my dude. Okay, send the address. They were purchased. See, so, and just to show y'all real quick, um, and they were all doing this, right? So here's the affidavit again, right? And, uh, right, so here, here's the, and, and each of them was doing this stuff if you guys go through right with each person right so here's where's the first person let's go through like one of them just for the lols right there were 11 and look at all the evidence they got bro so okay so we're talking about the the benefits what they are right and then we go into so here's the yo bro i need my nys pros with the dl asap is 150 bang okay skyscraper and then based on my training experience investigation the case of date i believe that gene pierre was asking to purchase stolen identities of new york residents including driver license numbers and that skyscraper was setting the price at 150 per stolen identity the last message from skyscraper appears to be the address of a virtual currency wallet to accept payment okay and then later that day skyscraper sent gene pierre the name date of birth social security number address phone number and email address and driver license number of a new york resident victim one okay and then New York State Department of Labor records show that unemployment insurance claim was then filed that same day on or about October 7, 2020 in victim one's name. The application listed victims one's true name, date of birth, and social security number, but listed a certain address on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, the Nostrand Avenue address, as victim one's mailing address. Y'all want me to pull up this address on here on Google and we do this one together? Give me a one in the chat if y'all want it right now. If not, I'll continue on reading the affidavit. Give me a one in the chat if y'all want me to pull up this address right now. And we'll... uh. We'll investigate this together. What's it looking like, Portland? There's a one. They, they want it? Yep. All right. So let's see here. Nostrand Avenue. So it doesn't give a specific address, but it says Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. So let's see what this is exactly. Looks like a like a big um, street here. All right, so here we are, Brooklyn. Let's see here. Hmm, little crit. All right, Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. 
Let's see here. Where if I could drop my little man here so I can try to... Where's he at? Damn it, bro. I hate... Oh, here we go. That's, that's where it is. Let's drop this little guy right here. All right, here we go. All right. It's Toussaint Boulevard. Oh, yeah, we really are in Brooklyn. God damn. All right. Let me see if we can get an actual address and we'll continue on. All right. Uh, the next day, on or about October 8, 2020, Gene Pierre asked Skyscraper to purchase additional stolen identities and wrote in one message, I'm trying to get rich, bro. <laughs> Later that day, Skyscraper sent Gene Pierre the names, date of births, and social security numbers, addresses uh, of victim two, three, and four. God damn. So they show that he basically, um, the applications listed the true names, date of births, and social security numbers of victims th two, three, and four, but listed apartments at the Nostrand Avenue address as their mailing address. All right. So this is how they were able to identify this guy back. Um, and then let's see here. <laughs> so check this out. On or about November 12, 2020, at approximately 9.40 a.m., Jean Pierre used 1632 key bank card and victim two's name to withdraw approximately $180 from an ATM in the Gateway Center shopping mall in Brooklyn, New York, the Gateway Center. Let's see here if we could pull that up. So this is where, where let's see where this guy actually pulled this joint up. So Gateway, we're going to search this as well, guys, where he pulled this money from. What is it? Gateway. Gateway Center? Yep. Gateway Center Shopping Mall. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so here we go. This is it right here. Uh, I'm pulling up. Bang. So here it is. So this is where the hell God damn it, Gateway Center. So this is a picture of where it is. So let me see if I could drop the little man here. Uh, let's see if I could drop him right here. Okay, yeah, this is it. All right, so this is where he did it. All right, this shopping center here. Looks like it's a big plaza, a lot of different places. All right, so this is where it's a home, home Depot, Target, all that. All right. All right, cool. So, um, in Brooklyn, New York, the Gateway Center below is a still image from a video surveillance for that ATM transaction. Based on my investigation of this case today, including my review of photographs of John Pierre from law enforcement databases of publicly available social media postings, I believe that the individual depicted is a, in the photograph is John Pierre. And here he is, fucking caught <laughs> with his hands in the fucking cookie jar, man, withdrawing the money. Okay. Based upon information provided to me by NYPD officers on or about December 1st, NYPD police officers stopped an Infinity Q50 vehicle for driving with uh, excessively tinted windows. Upon approaching the driver's side of the vehicle, the officer observed Jean-Pierre seated in the driver's seat and another individual seated in the front passenger seat. The officer smelled marijuana emanating from the vehicle. The police officer then searched the vehicle and recovered, among other items, marijuana from the center console and a Gucci purse-style bag from the back seat. The officer searched the bag and recovered, among other items, three key bank debit cards and the names of individuals other than John Pierre, including the 1632 key bank card issued in victim two's name. In some instances, John Pierre admitted that the bag and the cards inside the bag belong to him. God damn. Now, let me tell y'all something real quick. You want to know what probably happened? Let me break this down for y'all, okay? This, this traffic stop right here, guaranteed was deliberate they probably had john pierre under surveillance they knew he had the cards on him right so what they did was they had the the the, the police officer develop his own probable cause 
do a traffic stop, stop some. Hey, your shit smells like weed. Okay, now I have probable cause to search the vehicle. Search the vehicle. Oh, look, I found these cards and I found all this other stuff. Take a quick picture. You know what, man? Uh, we're going to let you off today. Have a good day. Bang. Not knowing that the feds are building the case. And now they have uh, evidence that he was in possession of these debit cards, which were used um, to obviously commit fraud with a fake name. Okay. So that's how they do it. Um, let's see here. We got uh, Don X Ven, 10 bucks per usual. Go per usual. I just watched the Fresh Fit get his feet throated by a white girl on Patreon. I'm scarred for life. LMAO. Yes. This is why we put that stuff on Patreon, guys. <laughs> um Let's see here. Anything else uh, that I might have missed? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Pull up anything that I might have missed. So that's one guy, okay? And then this is John Pierre. So we already they already got him dead to rights, but look, they got screenshots here, right, of when he was applying, right? And they use IP addresses, and then they just keep going through, right, with different people, right? So let's uh, go back to the YouTube video. Yo, react to Sudanese rapper like T.A. Ballhart. I never heard of him. Um, okay, so let me, st- let me pull up, guys, this... Um, video that we're watching all right cool mr profiles using cryptocurrency and within a couple of days turn that 150 dollars investment into thousands of dollars now i'm not about to boy out of death but the indictment is filled with each of the 11 defendants running the same exact method and successfully cashing out with ease but i guess the wolves were blinded by the fast See, look, from his Instagram, 10.43 p.m., bunch of money on top of a BMW, clearly not in New York State, right? And just so you guys know, a quick little recap. The way they identified these guys is because New York Police Department had an intelligence squad, okay? And this squad, what they do is they just watch social media postings of, of documented gang members. That's why I tell you guys, when you document yourself as a gang member, they're going to have a hard-on for you, and they're going to watch you, okay? So um, the NYPD Intel unit, was watching all these guys' social media. And so they started to see, yo, how are these guys getting this kind of money? None of these dudes have jobs. What the hell? How are they in California? How are they in uh, Florida? You know, how are they, you know, balling Mercedes and all this other stuff? How are they throwing money around? And then that's how they were able to kind of figure out that these guys were involved in some kind of illicit activity. Money, and then to think about how they were leaving behind evidence all over the place of the frauds they were pulling. And of course, they did their own parts in snitching on themselves by flashing their stolen money all over social media. You see, see, dropping the GD rakes again, which shows that he's a Wu member because they hate each other. He's throwing up the W right here, Wu. Step 30 with obviously what? Flexing. This group of extremely intelligent frosters completed these claims using stolen information, but they sent the cards directly to their own home addresses. Now, I want to take a moment to make something clear. I'm not a fraudster, but if I was, before I did any kind of fraud, I would think about how I would hide my trail. And of course, (laughs) happy Woo Day to my fucking blood brother. Anything go up for you. (laughs) Having a debit card that I obtained with the money stolen info sent directly to my blue do rags money own home address would not be the wave I'm going for. I'm just saying. But these Wooskies did exactly that. In addition to that, the feds pulled the records on all these. It wasn't FBI and CSI. This is very bad uh, (laughs) B-roll footage. It was Department of Labor. Now that we know, we're smart enough to understand that, number one, CSI are not like a real agency. They're crime scene investigation, which typically is underneath some kind of police department. And the FBI was not involved in this investigation. So, uh, yeah. 
fraudulent applications and were able to track the IP addresses back to the homes of the wolves who were pulling off the crimes. Now, I don't even think the feds needed to do all of that IP tracking since the Wooskies also used their... You gotta be fucking kidding me. ...their own personal email addresses on these unemployment applications and their email addresses many times match their street tag names. Such... <laughs> <laughs> bro let's pull up that affidavit one more time yo this is hilarious man so i know for one of them was uh 46 right so as y'all can see man fucking wildness um right so 46 <laughs> all right so this dude so this is Rob, right? So let's go to uh, Roliki Smith. Claim it in the name of victim number six. I've examined the contents of a cell phone seized from Rolik Smith. Uh, incident to his arrest by NYPD officers on or about August 7, 2021 and search pursuant to a search warrant. So like, they're working with NYPD, basically getting him on arrest for some for something else. And then guess what they do? They go ahead and they get a search warrant for his for his phone. Okay. On or about December 8, 2020, John Pierre sent via Telegram the name, address, birthday, social security number, and driver license of New York resident victim six to Smith. NYDO uh, uh, L records show that an unemployment insurance claim was then filed in the name of victim six the next day on or about December 9, 2020, from the point two zero IP address linked to Jean Pierre's residences. Remember, guys, we talked about Jean Pierre. He was the first one, right? Thus, our probable cause to believe that Jean Pierre was involved in a submission of the fraudulent unemployment insurance claim in victim six's name. Also, I have probable cause to believe that Smith was involved in the submission of fraudulent unemployment insurance claim on victim six's name. The application listed the true name, date of birth, et cetera, right? And then they gave uh, a, address, uh, a certain address, Metropolitan Ave in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and then the fraudulent unemployment insurance claim and victim six's name also used the email address robready19 at gmail.com as an email address for victim six. According to records obtained from Google LLC, the recovery phone number for the email address robready19 is a certain telephone number ending in 2254, the 2254 number. And according to records obtained from AT&T, the 2254 number is registered to Smith's father at a certain address located at East 99th Street in Brooklyn, New York. The East 99th Street address. Further, when Smith was arrested on or about August 7, 2021, he told NYPD officers they resided at East 99th Street address. Do y'all see what just happened there? Let me translate that to English for you guys. So, very simple, guys. They figure out that there's this email address, robready19 at gmail.com. When the feds figure out your email address, guys, they can go ahead and send a subpoena okay, to Google or whoever the provider is of that email address, phone number, whatever it may be. They send a subpoena and the company is demanded to go ahead and release the subscriber info for that email address, okay? And after Google responded to them, the recovery phone number for the email address, right, is a phone number ending in 2254, which is the phone number, right? We all know when you have an email address or whatever it is, you have a, typically a recovery phone number addressed to your email, correct? So then they get that phone number and then they subpoena that phone number. They figure out, okay, this phone number belongs to AT&T. They send a subpoena to AT&T. AT&T tells you who owns that phone number, who's a subscriber of that phone number. And then bang, they figure out that it's Smith's father located at East 99th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And uh, when they asked, and then when Smith was arrested by police, 
right on August 7, 2021, he gave NYPD the same address. So they were able to definitively identify him as the person who was committing the fraud. Thanks to the email address. So that's how the feds track you down, guys, with um, emails and phone numbers. All right. With subpoenas. Like the goddamn video. Ain't nobody giving y'all sauce like this. All right. Samara would love to see a breakdown of the Waco siege, David Kresh. That one is going to take some time. Um, I know there's a couple of big cases I'm going to cover for you guys. 9-11. I did the Boston Marathon bombing already. You guys really enjoyed that one. That one took hours, though. And then I'm also going to do uh, the Waco siege as well, guys. That was probably one of the biggest fuck ups by ATF. And I'll also do uh, Fast and Furious in the future as well. Says PorterBaby80Z at iCloud.com. Rob Reddy 19 at Gmail. Offer 3022 at Gmail. And of course, the big brim Jew at gmail.com. And I just described to you guys how the feds are able to take your email address and figure out who the user of that email address is through subpoenas. I mean, come on. They should listen to some scam rap at first and at least use the VPN of some sort. But nah, these woos felt that they were untouchable, so they had no time or knowledge, I guess, in hiding their traces. In addition to this, like many other genius fraudsters, they went straight to the ATMs themselves to withdraw the money from these fraudulently of. And just to show y'all real quick, okay, from the actual affidavit itself, because this thing is literally chalked full of pictures of these guys. Okay, here it is. Look, just picture after picture (laughs) after picture. Okay, these are all ATM pictures of them withdrawing money. You know what I'm saying? And they're identifying them through emails, right? Emails, ATM pictures. Um. You know, look, Miami police stopped the Mercedes vehicle driven by Clark for failing to maintain a single lane. And look, they're doing traffic stops to identify these guys as well, man. God damn. Okay. Um, and look, see, they got they actually arrested one of the guys for having a, a debit card in his name. And then look, stealing money, right? Using email addresses, bigready at gmail.com. According to records obtained by mail.com, the backup address associated with BigReady at gmail.com is BigReady016 at gmail.com. Email address BigReady016 at gmail.com is linked to buy web cookies with email address BigReady117 at gmail.com. Among other email addresses, email address BigReady117 at gmail.com was recovered as a user account for a cellular telephone that was seized from Oliver, incident to an unrelated arrest by NYPD officers on or about March 26, 2021. <laughs> So even though he had a bunch of different email addresses, right, backed up, they were able to trace it back and back and back and back and figure out that he was the owner of the email address, right? According, I believe that Oliver was the user of email address BigReady at gmail.com and BigReady016 at gmail.com. And Oliver was therefore involved in the filing in, in, uh, of the claim in victim 19's name. <laughs> so see how they're able to just go back with subpoenas to figure out who is the user of all these emails and then corroborate it with phone numbers, emails, and ATM pictures of who these guys are. Look, he's got one of these bracelets here, right? God damn. And they're able to identify him from the bracelets, right? Here it is. 
Uh, Oliveira same that wearing the same distinctive bracelets on both his right and left wrist as he is wearing in the below photograph Oliveira posted on social media, you know, and then they just identify him uh, all over the place. And here's another dude tattoos, right? Blows a, so a photograph from a publicly available social media post of Hayward with the same distinctive tattoo of his left arm circled in red. Look at that, man. There he is with another tattoo, right? <laughs> Yo, they had these guys down packed. And then where's this other guy? There was one dude that they were able to get pretty funny as well. Let me see if I can find him real fast. Yeah, guys, this is like a 50 page, fifty plus page um, uh, complaint affidavit on these dudes. Fucking hilarious. 11 defendants got them all dead to rights with emails, phone numbers, and phones. Okay? Um, let's see here. Look at this dude. This dude right here, bro. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, you know what? Let me just minimize this one real quick. Move it to the side. Same cards. And I know many people feel, well, you know, everyone is wearing a mask now. I could easily hide my face. I guess that might work. But you see, these Wooskies, of course, had to flash their stolen money all over social network. The feds were able to tie the images that they got from ATM surveillance, getting clear images of their tattoos, clothing, and jewelry. They then linked it to their social media accounts where they flashed all the bread they stole running up New York State unemployment. <clears throat> the indictment is filled with images from the Wooskies Instagram accounts flexing and flashing stacks. I want to hear y'all saying, I got $1, 30K, and I lap you niggas. Difficult, real real right sport talk um for me and this is from Romain Brown one of the people that got indicted <laughs> of money taking trips and renting flashy cars just living the life and documenting all the use of their illegally obtained money on the social net making the jobs of the feds oh so easy one of the woos Mr. Romain Brown bruh this guy right here was even seen wearing the same exact outfit in an Instagram post as he was wearing when he withdrew money from an ATM. <laughs> Yo, here he is right here. All right. Uh, <laughs> on or about January 24, 2021, approximately 3.16 p.m., Brown used the 0092 key bank card and victim 21's name to withdraw approximately 1000 for a certain ATM in Reading, Connecticut. Below is a still image from a video surveillance for the ATM transaction. Based on my investigation of this case to date, including my review of photographs of Brown from law enforcement databases and publicly available social media postings, I believe that the individual depicted in the photograph is Brown. <laughs> Bro. Below is a photograph from a publicly available social media post of Brown in which Brown is wearing the same outfit. Bro, you cannot... Make this shit up. Yo, I hope you guys got your fucking popcorn, man. <laughs> oh, shout out to Dorkin. He goes, he got caught green-handed. <laughs> Yo, bro. Oh, my God. Yo, someone goes, fuck the police. Same drip every day. <laughs> Yo, man. You stupid. According to New York Department of Labor, the actual loss associated with the claim in victim 21's name is approximately $15,000. And then they got more claims here as well. Right? All right, let's go back to the to the comedy. I mean, come on, y'all. 
stick to rap and only rap because y'all even suck at shooting many of the woo shootings i hear about they hit every single innocent bystander <laughs> and never hit their own target i'm just saying i digress now they're doing fraud and just giving themselves up just sloppy work all around and talking about rap they even made a music video called trapping where they referenced their scamming methods and of course many of them also appeared in this same music video to show off the fruits of their hard work one line that the indictment calls out was it was me and porter we was hugging the block unemployment got us working a lot sheer <laughs> <laughs> This is fucking comedy. I hope you, I'm going to rewind that for y'all, bro. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. Bro, I was actually mad hype to cover this case because I knew that this shit was going was gonna to pop up, man. This shit got me fucking dead. Yo, where is it? It's paragraph 132, I think. Bro. <laughs> look they got all these dudes identified bro look at this here's our boy pierre smith D topi desir marks okay um okay i'm sorry guys this is <laughs> y'all don't understand how funny this is for me as a former fed bro i wish the people I was investigating made music videos talking shit about their crimes. I was in South Texas. These dudes, I'll tell you this about the, the cartel people, bro. They're smart enough to not put themselves on video, okay? Committing crimes. The higher-ups in the cartels never do this stupid shit. You can't catch them on the internet doing nothing. You don't even, you can't even identify who they are a lot of times because they're so high up in the organization. These dudes are out here literally admitting to their crimes in music videos dancing. Like, what the? <laughs> you stupid. Okay, so uh, social media evidence and Wu Gang affiliation. Let's have some fun here, all right? Y'all got the popcorn ready? Do you guys have the fucking popcorn ready? All right, get your popcorn ready. Take a take a little thing right now. <laughs> Portland, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> have you ever seen self snitching this bad before? Talking to Mike, talking to Mike, so you can hear you. I don't know. Probably not. No? I would go to Goodwill and get, like, used clothes and, like, I want a disguise so they can't identify you. No. Oh. Well, these dudes were doing a bunch of other... I mean, yeah. All right. Photographs and videos of defense posted on publicly accessible social media pages show them expressing their allegiance to the Wool Street Gang through hand signs of other means and B, flaunted their ill-gotten gains by displaying large stacks of United States currency standing near luxury vehicles. <laughs> Several of the defendants appeared in a music video entitled Trappin, which was posted to YouTube on or about May 8, 2021, in which I have reviewed. Because some of you guys do me a favor in the chat, chat, there's 1,300 of you guys in here. Do me a favor. Number one, like the video. Number two, I've been searching everywhere for this music video, guys. I can't find it anywhere. Can one of you guys do me a favor and find this music video for me? If y'all can find it for me, I'm going to play that shit and we're going to laugh together and have some popcorn and look at it. Chat Ninjas, help me find it. Um, it's called Trappin'. I have not been able to find this thing, and it was posted on YouTube uh, on or about May 8th, 2021. They probably took it down after they got indicted, is what I'm thinking. But I can't find it anywhere, bro. Um, 
And also, let me look at how many likes we got. Let me look at this real fast. I need y'all to like the video, bro, because this is hilarious. This is entertainment at its finest. All right. There's 935 likes, guys. Give me to 1,000. Okay. Give me to 1,000 likes. Okay. Specifically, the defendants, John Pierre, Smith, Topi, Desir, and Marks all participated in the music video. Below are still images from the music video showing each of them. <laughs> all right. Here they are. The lyrics of the song include the following It was me and Porter. We was hugging the block. Unemployment got us working a lot. <laughs> Yo, one more time. The lyrics of the song include the following. It was me and Porter. We was hugging the block. Unemployment got us, got us working a lot. Based on my training experience and investigation of this case, I believe that Porter refers to John Pierre because, among other things, John Pierre uses the name Porter B in music videos, and his cellular telephones are associated with email addresses PorterBaby80s at iCloud.com and PorterBaby12 at iCloud.com, and Telegram user named Chris Porter. I believe that the lyrics, unemployment got us working a lot, refer to the above-described fraudulent scheme. All right. Does someone have uh, Does someone have the link? Can someone throw the link in here? Uh, in here, bro, because this is fucking hilarious. Um, additionally, below are publicly accessible social media photographs of Romaine Brown in the first photograph. Uh, Portland, let me know if they have put the link in the chat. If uh, yeah, they they definitely did take the video down because I can't find it. Um, Additionally, below are publicly accessible social media photographs of Romain Brown. In the first photograph, Brown is holding a large stack of United States currency. In the second photograph, Brown is making the letter W with his left hand. Based on my training experience and investigation of this case today, I know that members of the Wu Street Gang use his hand signs to uh, indicate their affiliation with the Wu Street Gang. The W stands for Wu, which is right here, right? And this is the dude that wore the same fit when he withdrew the money, right? Here's another guy with a W. Here's this dude, okay? Um, here he goes. I recognize dropping a rakes, right? See, see still though. What he means by doing this guys, when he goes still though, it goes, he has the dropping a rakes GDK. That's what it means. Um, below our public accessible of Kenneth Desir in the first photograph, Desir standing in front of a Maybach vehicle. And the second photograph, Desir is making a hand sign that based on my training experience, I recognize to be dropping a rakes, which is gesture intended to show disrespect to the gangster disciple street gang. Based on my training experience, I know that the gangster disciple street gang are a rival gang of the Wu street gang. Okay. And then here he is throwing the W. They got these dudes dead to rights, bro. Instagrams and all. Here this dude is holding money in Hollywood. Public. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Look at this. Just got these dudes dead to rights with a Lambo truck. Below are public accessible photographs of O'Neill Marks in the first photograph. Marks is sitting on top of Lamborghini vehicle in the second photograph. Marks left is standing with Smith right. Marks is making the Wu Street gang. And with his right hand, Smith is dropping the rakes with his left hand. This dude right here. Right? Another W. Money. Holding stacks of money. <laughs> Yo! Bro. I, here this dude is. Dropping the rakes with money. Shopping at 6-5. Smith is dropping the rakes with his right hand, holding a large sack of United States currency in his left hand. Look at this, bro. Below is a public... <laughs> Yo, man. 
let's continue on with the funniness. I had to replay this part because it's so funny. Here's their music video, by the way. Has anyone found the, vi- the music video by chance? The video? No. They got the link? I see TTR said they got the link. Or something else. Uh, Donovan, go. How do they hate snitches but self-snitch all the time? LMAO, it's sad. Bro, facts. Big, big facts, man. <laughs> LTR. <laughs> Yo, this is fucking comedy. Um, did someone put the link in the chat? No, nobody put it in, right? Or does it not let me put links in the chat? Is that what it is? There's 1.3 of you guys watching right now. Guys, get the likes up to 1,000. I really hate asking for likes. It's just that it helps because, guys, remember, I've been off YouTube now for about almost two weeks. I haven't posted a video in almost two weeks because, you know, we got reported and all this other shit. And you can't post on the Feta channel if the main channel is reported because then I don't want YouTube can look at that as like circumventing the rules and then you get in trouble. All right, so that's why. So, guys, like the video. Help us get back up in the algorithm. Bars, unemployment got us work. Right. It was me and Porter off the fruits of their home. About rap, they shootings I hear about, they hit every single innocent bystander Let's have some and fun never again. hit their own target. Get I'm your popcorn just, out, guys. Now they're doing fraud and just giving themselves up. Just sloppy work all around. And talking about rap, they even made a music video called Trappin' where they referenced their scamming methods. And of course, many of them also appeared in this same music video to show off the fruits of their hard work. One line that the indictment calls out was, it was me and Porter. We was hugging the block. Unemployment got us working a lot. Sheer bars. Unemployment got us working a lot. Real clever. But they also could have just said, hey, come arrest me. I'm doing unemployment fraud. Whatever. With all that being said, the feds built their case, and I can only assume that they're going to plead guilty because, I mean, yeah. This is just another. Oh, we got the video? No, I'm just, I was trying to click it to see if that's it. But... Yeah, click it on the side. Can you got it? Portland? It's, it's something called Rich Dan. I don't know if that's an article. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's going to be that's it. it. Yeah. Um, How do I open it? Yeah, where do you have it? You have it on the laptop right there? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's pull this bad boy up. Yo, yeah, here. I'll keep playing this while she gives me the link. Um, yeah, test it out on on the on the thing. Make sure it's the right one. But let's keep going. The case involving fast money and young people not thinking about the cost of the actions that they're taking. It's also unfortunate that these crimes are usually glorified in rap music that is extremely influential to young people who lack positive role models and are drawn to these rappers. These woos decided this is what they wanted to do, and now we got to wait and see how this case is going to roll out. I'm almost certain there's going to be some singing and snitching involved, as I'm also sure it has probably already happened. Because when the fast money is rolling in, nobody is thinking about what they're going to do when they eventually get caught. And man, it is so easy to say, I ain't no snitch, when you ain't in a position to be spending the next couple of years behind bars. Woo back, baby. Facts. But with that being said, that's the video. Just wanted to drop this. This one is hot off the press. And it says video isn't available. You know, it's a shame that these young. Yeah, shout out to uh, um, Infamous Ghost Money. Great video. Go ahead and give him a like, guys. All right, I'm trying to punch this link in right now. Uh, let's see here. So give me one sec, guys. I'm actually trying to punch it in. Um, actually, you know what? Yo, Dork, did you send it? Can you send it to me on Telegram? Let me see if it's on Telegram. Let me see. Probably. Yo, send it to me on Telegram, bro, and I'll pull it up. 
Uh, Luciano goes, couldn't they get them on Rico? Uh, it probably would have been a little bit harder because with Rico, typically it's like with violent crimes, but it is possible. It is possible. Who knows if they're not trying to do a Rico right now? So uh, let me hit stop sharing. Shout out to him, bro. That was a great video. Fucking hilarious. Um, let me see if I got... Oh, it looks like they got the music video. All right, shout out to my guy, fucking Dorkhead, by the way, man. Shout out to him. Uh, right here, guys. Show him some love because he got the video for us. So let me pull it up here on Telegram. I might get hit with a copyright strike, but you know what? I don't care. We got we got to play this bad boy. All right? I don't even care. Like I said before, I do this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's play this bad boy. Uh, all right. Okay. Oh, let me pause this shit. All right. I got it. We're going to play it from the beginning. They, shout out to Dorkhead. Uh, before I play this thing, before I play this shit, if you guys want me to play it, I need y'all to, number one, get the likes up, okay? Get the goddamn likes up right now. We need to get up to at least 1,300 likes, guys. There's 1,300 plus of you guys in here, 1,344 to be exact. Get me up to 1.2. Get me up to 1.2, and I'll go ahead and play this video, and we can literally laugh and put the popcorn on and have some fun because this shit is going to be hilarious. Um, let's see here. Uh, while I do that, let me see here. And I got the video pulled up right now, guys. Yeah, we got it, man. Shout out to Dorkhead finding that. Uh, okay, so we got here a super chat from our boy, Luciano. Oh, yeah, with the Rico thing, they potentially could, guys. They potentially could. Normally, they don't do it with fraud. I don't know if fraud constitutes as a crime that can be charged under Rico, racketeering, um, like uh, mail fraud and shit. But, yeah, that, that's a good question. That's actually a very good question. And then we got um, Cali209. You never disappointed on the content, Myron. That's why uh, get the likes off top yeah guys please like the video bro i don't really i'm probably gonna get demonetized on this video after i play this music video which is fine i don't care because with this channel guys it's about entertainment education i don't really care about making money like that you know i really enjoy this stuff because number one it brings back good memories of when i used to be a fed and then number two i know y'all can learn from it and it's hilarious to see these guys still snitch on each other man like this shit is fucking crazy so what are the likes at right now and we got michael mishra my voice like the goddamn video right now yeah and then also, guys, while we wait for the likes to get up, let me see here if I could pull up the case real fast for y'all because I do have it here. Um, where is it? Just to give you guys an update on where the case currently sits at the moment, okay? Guys, I need you to get 1.2K, and then we're going to play this music video and have some fun with this bad boy. But I need you guys to like the video. While we wait, I'm going to show you guys real fast what's going on with the case. So here's the official case docket. As I was showing you guys earlier, you know, you got Romain Brown and all the 11 defendants, right? They're all getting charged with the same thing. We went over already. Um, right now, let's see where they are. Has anyone pled guilty? Let's see here. Okay, so they had their arraignment on March 13th, okay, 2022. Um, it looks like they all pled not guilty. That's just the arraignment. That's nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's like the arraignment is basically like when they formally bring you in and read your charges and you enter in your plea. The only difference between an initial appearance, guys, versus an arraignment is the initial appearance was when they first arrest you. You got your clothes on still from when you got arrested in the morning, whatever the hell it is. You're there in cuffs. The FBI agent or whoever arrested you was there in court with you, right? When I've done my initial appearance, I'm always there, right? But sometimes in raid gear because I had just arrested him that morning and brought him to court. Judge reads your rights, tells you what you're charged with, remands you to the marshals. Sometimes they give you a bond. 
And then a week or two later, you get your arraignment. Now they read your charges formally. And on top of that, you enter in your plea. Because at this point, you have an attorney assigned to you. Okay? That's the major difference between an arraignment and initial appearance. Like the goddamn video. Ain't nobody giving you all that kind of sauce. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like plea answered by Romain Bound. Not guilty on all conditions. Okay, so the case is still going, guys. It doesn't look like anyone... Um, so one guy looks like he's going to get released. Modified conditions of release as to Rome, May, and Brown. So, because they got arrested. When did they get arrested? They got arrested earlier this year. Yeah. February 14th. Pretty much they got arrested in, in mid-February. Okay. So I'm not surprised that there's nothing yet. And just so y'all know, right? So they're, they're arrested on a criminal complaint. But let me check the likes here real fast. 1.1. I need 100 more likes, guys, and we're going to play this music video and have some fun with it. Right? And I got it right here propped up. We're going to react to it. But um, I was going to show you guys the indictment real fast. And guys, the indictment, right, as you guys know before, an indictment is the formal charging. So that we had the criminal complaint here. Remember, criminal complaint, guys, is written by the case agent, right, where he actually writes the document highlighting the evidence, right? Criminal complaints are a lot better to kind of like see the case and see how they actually put it together. The indictment is this where they the, now this is the AUSA pretty much putting together an indictment charging all these guys with the with the you know being formally charged now and then this is the introduction right and we went over the case already but it summarizes what they do what they did the whole scheme etc the dates that it happened and everything else like that and then all the counts that they were hit with right because we know conspiracy to commit access device fraud etc which we went over already here right these are all the charges right here right which are also outlined in the same in the same indictment Okay. Um, and then these are the guys that were indicted. And then as you guys know, right, these are the indictment, United States Eastern District Court. Um, and then bam, here's the four person. Oh, damn, they actually showed this nigga's name. Okay. <laughs> Every district is different. And then here's the United States attorney that did it. So uh, they got a true bill of indictment. They signed it. Bam. They're indicted. Now they're formally charged by court. Uh, the Don, 10 bucks. Can you... Uh, do the murder of Magnolia Shorty. She was killed by the three NG boys. And one of them told, I know what happened and all, but I like your breakdown. It happened in New Orleans. Okay. I could have to, uh, Portland, can you write that down? Cause that's a new one. I've never gotten that request before. Is it a federal or state case? If you can comment and then Alberto two bucks, get the likes up. Um, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. So I think let's see what the likes are at guys. So we could play this music video and have some fun here. Because I know I'm going to get hit with a copyright. 1.1. Guys, we need 100 more likes and I will play the video and we will have some fun. 1.2, guys. 1.2K likes. What if 200 hit dislike? Well, if 200 hit dislike, then I'll just like be like, all right, fuck it, guys. I guess it is what it is and I'll just end the video. But I know y'all want this music video. So, that's what we need. So, the case is still pending, guys. But, uh... Okay, I might as well give my uh, my um, um I get my projections while I wait for this other hundred likes to come in. <clears throat> I think they're going to plead guilty. They pretty much got these boys dead to rights. We saw the complaint. They pretty much, even though I showed you like two or three guys how they identified them, pretty much all of them are identified the same way, whether through phone number, email, photographs of them on social media, and or at the ATM withdrawing the money. They got all eleven of these guys dead to rights, bro. So. You know, and they catch them in possession of the phones that were used to, you know, commit the fraud. They got them holding the stacks of money. These guys, bro, 
Yeah. Oh, we hit 1.2? Okay. We fucking lit. All right. Let's play this bad boy. Big shout out to my man, Dorkhead, right? All the way from uh, UK. Um, Mod, uh, the fucking part of the Fresh Fit fam. Shout out to you, bro. You always help out, man. We love you. All right, let's play this bad boy. An incarcerated individual at New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. Uh, you hear me, little bro? Yeah. Man, there's something wrong, so if you're captive, something wrong with your captive, absolutely controls your loyalty. I had niggas I thought was down for me, but when shit got thick, they switched. When I was down, all the advice they gave me was, that's crazy. So I started trapping. What's trapping? Getting money, that's trapping. Taking money, that's trapping. I hustled the ambition, that's trapping. Basically, what I'm saying, Chapman is doing whatever needs to be done to make it happen. Foreign cars and foreign bras. Very structural level ups. Took money, I took back. That's how you took life to me. It's fast life, no acts life. I took shit because I'm on shit and I'm rich, Nick. You know the vibes, it's the members. Free got me moved, free the members. Slay, on it. Can't tell me about trapping, I did it a lot. Big bag when I walk in the spot. Bitches attached when they see a guap. Tough case, a nigga took hot. Belly truck when we pull out the lot. It was me and Port. Fair use, fair use, fair use, my friends. We was hugging the block. Unemployment got us working a lot. <laughs> Hold up. My man is spent bars. Let's go back real quick. Belly truck when we pull out the lot. It was me and Porter, we was hugging the block. Unemployment got us working a lot. High guns, been a block for the ops. Corona mask, give a fuck by the cop. Pandemic, bought an epidemic, got the Addis in it, they know we in it. Got hands in it, if the money in it, but my soul in it, so the devil in it. I just call the zone, gotta keep a pole, cause you never know how this shit unfold. And my word is gold, so the members blow, say you gotta go, they gotta go. We gon' knock them down like some dominoes, got a foreign bitch, who we on the road. You mad, you can have those bitches, don't brag on bitches, we smash them, we give them back. We rather the bag, them bitches will rag from riches, yeah, we never looking back. You really just sad, you niggas act like bitches, you mad cause you doing bad. You cross me, you're flushing, you're coming back. Your head on a rick while I run it at, but the head of your bitch, not it in my lap. Where I run through the zone like a running back. Fuck bitches, get money, they loving that. All the bad boys around me, see fun in that. You can't tell me about trapping, I did it a lot. Big bag when I woke in the spot. Bitches attached when they see a guap. Tough case, a nigga took hot. Belly truck when we pull out the lot. It was me and Porter, we was hugging the block. Unemployment got us working a lot. High guns, spin the block for the ops. Corona mask, give a fuck about a cop. <laughs> Corona mask, give a fuck about a cop. God damn, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So this was the song. I So I guess they used B-roll from another music video? Because I thought for a second this was the wrong song. But, uh... I guess this was probably the, the the right song, maybe different music video that they used the B-roll from before. But yeah, because they were all wearing the Daffy Wu shirts or whatever. But anyway, who knows? But yeah, this is the uh that's that's the that's the record because that's definitely the <laughs> those are the lyrics right there. Um the indictment came in as a result of federal investigation by the M- uh, New Orleans FBI gang task force. Okay, yep, it's a federal case, so I'll I'll look it up real quick for sure. Um yeah, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that one, man. Uh, okay, this is the same video they use in the Fed photos. Okay, so yeah, this is this. So, um, Dorkhead. Uh, okay, so they must have pulled. So what they did was that Daffy Wu B-roll that they were using came from probably another music video. Then it must have come from another another song, because and that makes sense why I couldn't find it. Because I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, why can't I find it? So they used B-roll, right? Because this is it right here. 
as y'all see, right? Because they, uh, let's see here. Let's pull it up real fast. Going back. Right? So this is where I thought the music video was from. So I guess this is incorrect. This is the something else. Their hard work. One line that the indictment. So yeah, this is something else. Out was, it was me and Porter. We was hugging the. So this is, this is something else. This is another music video. Can someone figure out which music video this is then? Someone in the chat? Because this is the actual real song where they pulled the lyrics from, right? Because this nigga with the fucking hilarious shit. Corona mask give a fuck by the cops. God damn. <laughs> That's an L for sure. So yeah, this is the other one. So this they must use this to identify everybody then. This is something else. So this is another this is another music video that they used. Porter B should have known. All right, let's do it. Y'all want Porter B should have known? <laughs> All right. Let's fucking do it. We're probably gonna get hit with a copyright. Give me a one in the chat if y'all want me to play this joint. Give me a one in the chat. If y'all want me to play this one, man. Porter should have known, bro. Yo, this is hilarious, man. Should have known, huh? Should have known the feds was coming. God damn. All right, y'all want it? Let's do it, baby. We don't care about the money. So here we go. Porter B, you know what, man? I'm going to give him a like and I'm going to subscribe, bro. <laughs> be patient. Tally can't be hidden once. You always look at the comments, right? This will definitely blow up. This is so underrated. This is going to blow up big time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I guess they didn't know. Oh, these guys use that sample. Let me forward this fast forward this shit. Look, it's throwing the GD shit. Free Daffy. Out the window. Niggas talking but there's not steppers. These niggas pussy be soaking in feathers. Put a B, I'm applying the pressure. These stroke got a head in the dresser. If you like it, get less in the stretcher. This 40 be barking the shit out of temper. See, I'm on my up in the traffic. I'm the one in the cold when it's static. At the Benny, I'm switching the paddock. She wanna fuck cause I'm tripping the fabric. Pure with me moving, that's a tactic. If you play, we put him in a cast. Thought I was lacking, had it in a jacket. Bitch, I'm a Suvi, I'm up and blast. They like put a bugging off the jerks. I'm a demon, always on alert. If we miss, you put it in reverse. Shots get fired, put him on the shirt. Think you tough, you running on his mans. Catch him lacking, pop him like a sand. Cotty's off, Cotty geeking on the lance. Bend it over, let her do a stance. Bend it over, let her do a stance. Free Mr. Sh did it on the camp. I'm the top, ready, what's the plan? I get guap, ready in advance. No knocks, beat him on my hands. In the drop top with a tank. If you move hot, this is strange. If you move hot, this is strange. Should've known not to fuck with the members. Give a fuck, no supper, whoever. Niggas talking, but there's not steppers. These niggas pussy be so for their feathers. Put a B, I'm applying the pressure. Stroke gotta All right, so this is what they did. So now it makes sense to me. They basically used, right? They, um, <laughs> what they did was they found the song, right? Of, of, you know, got us working a lot, whatever it may be, right? And then they went ahead and used this music video to identify all the guys because they're pretty much on the music video. And here's our boy right here, uh, John Pierre, who I think is Porter B, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Floss Bready? Yeah, man, this is crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
in the dressing. If you like it, get left in the stretcher. This 40 be barking if she got a temper. Yeah. You can see all the all the members right there. And that's where that photograph came from this music video, right? After they finished filming this. Right? And this dude right here, this guy also got indicted in the joint. So yeah, John Pierre guys is Porter B, right? Just to make sure. Yeah. See, uh yeah, here he is, John Pierre. Right? And that's from the other music video, right? So yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. Now it's making some shout out to my boy Dorkhead. All right. So they use this to identify these dudes, right? That they were playing the B-roll from, because this one also has a bunch of the gang members in it. And then this one is the actual song. And you get it from here. Let me fast forward in this joint. And you can see like the different gang members in it. You really decide you niggas act like bitches you hold on. Boom. Right here. There he is right there. There's your boy R R Porter. And here he is right here. <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, and I was just going to say, that's a, that they use that that um somebody that I used to know, D-Thing, which if you guys are wondering, I broke this down on the K-Flock case. I, I did a whole breakdown on the K-Flock case, and I broke down the beef between him and D-Thing, which is what they used, uh, the Bronx drill beat, because that's a tough beat. I ain't going to lie. Um, but yeah, this is John Pierre right here, Smith right here, the guy that always throws down the rakes. So yeah, these guys were all in this music video, and y'all can see them right there, right? So, yep, feds definitely. So there were two music videos. You got this one that has the lyrics, and you got this one right here that has your boy John Pierre dancing around in it, aka Porter. Um, yeah, god damn, bro. This was probably one of the biggest. Woo-bye, baby. That is, this is not a good look, man. All right. So with that said, man, I hope you guys enjoyed that breakdown right there. This was probably one of the worst cases of self-snitching I've ever seen in my life. This was too easy for the goddamn feds. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Please go ahead and like the video on your way out. We're going to have a Money Monday tomorrow for y'all on the Fresh Fit Podcast, probably 6 or 7 p.m. Um, I'm a, I might or may not do an interview right now with your boy, uh, Academics, and yeah, this was definitely a big L for these guys, man. Shit, goddamn. Recipes of Pop Smoke, man. These guys are all young. I'll tell you this. They're probably not going to do too much time. It's fraud, so they'll be able to get out and make something to themselves. They're not looking at no life sentences or anything like that. But, yeah, man, these dudes need to plead and, you know, take the L and, you know, get out and become, you know, contributors to society. But anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to leave you all with the outro. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. On Fresh and Fit, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Support all the other uh, content creators that helped me make this video. Uh, Trap Lord Ross, um, the Ghost uh, channel. And uh, yeah, man, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Peace. Uh, NCIS. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Let's, let's break this down, too. Uh, okay. So NCIS, Army CID, or AKA, or guys, these, these companies.